This week on Not Sauce for Work, Terry Time is off. <laughs> Joining us instead is Duke the Graphite. Um, Eagle is hanging out with me in studio. And football is back. We will celebrate the glorious return and we wrap up the conversation we were never having about Hard Knocks. Uh, we have strange press conferences from players and coaches coming out in full force. And we look back at Serena Williams' return. And we'll also talk about the Tim Donaghy story as told by Netflix Untold series. We'll get into this and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Welcome everyone. You're listening to and perhaps watching Not Sauce for Work. The on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Joining me, as I said at the open, is Duke the Graphite. How's it going, Duke? What's up, everybody? Where's Terry at? Uh, he's got softball. His balls are soft. I mean, this boy's on a, on, a, on a prolonged vacation, it turns and out. It's the longest vacation of all time. I, I felt bad taking three weeks in the summer. Um, but as football starting, you know, kind of a big week in sports media. Terry Unbelievable. Uh, I played softball today. <laughs> this is unacceptable. Um, and, and I mean, just as a note, this is uh, would have been our problem because our team sucks, so we never advanced we never past. Had, that's why, like, we don't. I don't even. I don't even worry about conflicts with the podcast this time of year because I know that we're not going to make the playoffs, so it's not an issue for us. So, anyone listening, um, if you're great at softball, uh, hit us up because we get really use in defense. Yes, and. If uh, you're listening and you're great at softball and you have a lot of money, please invest in the podcast as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, something strange has happened today. Um, First of all, uh, Queen Elizabeth has died. Um, Mm I am not a person who celebrates death. I am. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't understand the royals. I I find it the strangest thing in the world. The worst part is trying to find like an audio clip or something to play for the occasion. But the only one that I have that kind of resembles sadness is this one. (laughs) That's That's pretty good. I like it. I like it. We're looking for. Um, It just so. The royal family did terrible things to be royals, but I mean, like, so did, I mean, so did the Musk family to become the Musk family. So did the Bezoses to become the Bezoses, and so on and so forth. Well, like, well, the difference know, is that the difference is that the public doesn't pay into their coffers, and that's what the English people do. So well, I mean, they do if they want Thursday night football, they pay for Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I, so that's the part of the royals I don't understand. I don't. I don't know why there's such a prevalent member of society. I don't know why the now late queen appears on our money in Canada. Um, it's kind of like she's watching my spending, which like you know I already have. Parents. Someone should be. <laughs> so well, yeah. that's an eagle. Like I already have you watching my spending. I have my wife watching my spending. And now the queen. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to to deal with. Yeah, listen. I, I look. I, I, I'm gonna try and hold my tongue. I have a lot of terrible things to say, but I won't. Um, you know, rest, in, rest in peace. I've, I've rest in peace. And, um, and, and hey, listen. Nothing wrong with, um, with shielding a predator. But I guess that that it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at you, Prince Andrew. Can we also just for a minute talk about her? The next in line, I guess you can say. Everyone, like we've talked about this for like three decades like oh when the queen dies who's mm. gonna take over and I everyone don't even was understand like how they passed the lineage by the way 
Well, it's to the direct descendant. Prince Charles is technically her son. Yeah. So and why does he have to change name? Because now he's King Charles, but there's okay. already been a King Charles, and okay. there's a King Charles the second. So now he's King Charles the third. Okay. That's it. All right. So, so to not they're just adding up. King and a number three. Well, this, for example, she was Queen Elizabeth the second. Yeah. That's, so what, that's what the, that's what Looney same says. Same concept. So he's not okay. changing name. It's just the same thing. It's not as bad as like, uh, yeah, the popes actually adopt new names for reasons I'll never understand. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Which, by the way, I mean, a completely different topic, but how do popes resign? Like, does they God die. just... No. They just no, die, man. Usually they die. You're right. But Benedict just resigned. He's like, yeah, I, God's not talking to me anymore. Like, we're not on talking <laughs> their terms. That's fair. <laughs> and he just quit. I love he it. Die. He was still alive. And I was just speaking like, of, okay. Speaking of other people that she predators. Yeah. Yeah. But but anyway, all that to say, so Prince Charles is technically taking over. So yeah, we're King just going to have this exact same conversation in like two months, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the thing is, the thing is uh, Duke, I mean, you're being, a really, you're being irresponsible with your journalism here. Like, there's no proof. Exactly. There's no proof that Prince Andrew ever met the woman or Ghislaine Maxwell. Definitely not sure, a picture we've yeah. all seen. Everyone on Earth has seen. <laughs> Definitely not a picture that all of us know about. Yeah. Exactly. Never happened. You know. Um, Look, I'm sure. I'm sure she's a great woman, a, a, sure a great queen. Sure and that. I'm sure that she knows how to make a great pie. But I mean, what did she ever do? What did great Queen Elizabeth? What did she ever do? Her corgis are cute, though. Her what? Her corgis. Her corgis are cute. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I would imagine she can afford the most expensive corgis with all that public money. Um. But yeah, so like I don't, I don't even know if they're great people. I I know that you know during the whole Meghan Markle thing, it was surprising to some that a minority found the royal family to be racist. It like think of how the royal family became the royal family. <laughs> can, can yeah, they're imperialists, of course. At, like, of course, they're racist. Getting being like suck on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so like we're not like okay. Our official position is we're half celebrating. The death of Queen no, Elizabeth. That's your position. I have I'm not celebrating at all. Well, Actually, I'm celebrating the opposite, but, but you were celebrating more. You were celebrating more than I was. <laughs> but so like if you're in I, I we're celebrating for different reasons, fuck. But if you're in the Markle household, how is that like how does that go, right? Oh well, don't they not talk to each other? Don't they all hate each other? Yeah, but like at the time of death, you just sort of like, ah, you know what? She wasn't so bad now that she's So this dead. is like a real life succession episode yeah. now, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Very true. Uh, anyway, we have a ton of stuff to get to, so let's get to yeah. the news. <laughs> what a transition, man. Yo, I gotta fix this graphic, man. It's ugly as hey. Do your job, bro. Do your job. It's ugly. Damn. Ah Terry, it's the news. Is Hi, it- my name's Terry. Uh, I'm a Mets fan. Fuck off. <laughs> um so, Eagle. It's arrived. It's here. I said it a couple weeks on the show. I went out uh, to pick zucchini flowers, and the air was crisp. It was a little cold. The air smelled like pumpkin spice latte season. Hell yeah. I got my Uggs. No. Got my Lululemon tights. Got my new iPhone. And now I got myself some PSLs, whipped cream, and cinnamon. I think, I think you require a PSA informing you not to wear the, the Lululemon tights. They make them for men now. I know. I'm don't so, judge me. I don't think they make them for all men. Definitely, <laughs> Definitely not for me. That's for sure. Not no one on this. No one in this network. I believe. Um, Other than my ass does look fantastic. In I'm, it would be the only part. <laughs> so, 
it's football season, not yep. pumpkin spice latte season. Drink, drink real drinks. It can be both. It can't. It can't be both. Um, the <laughs> I'm I'm excited. It's it's the most excited I've been for football season in a long time. Um, there's there's a, a ton going on in a way I'm not used to. I, I realized this as I was preparing for uh, fantasy drafts, is that for example, uh, running backs tend to start their decline at 27 years old, historically, statistically. And all of the top running backs, as I was preparing for the draft, were all like 27 and up. I was like, huh, are we about to sort of see like a new guard come in? And then the other side of that was like, you know, situations like, and you know, Cleveland is going into the season with Jacoby Brissett as a starter and Baker Mayfield's in a new city. All of these things, what are some of the more fascinating points for you heading into the season, Duke? Duke. Lost you guys. Uh, okay, worst time ever because I did a whole preamble and then I said. Um, so so let me let me actually go okay. into this. So I'm usually not a fantasy guy. Yeah. I mean, I'll play Here. fantasy and everything like it's not a big deal, but I'm not like super invested in it. Yeah. But I found this year going through the whole fantasy process, there's a lot of roster moves that teams have done where. You can't just evaluate the player anymore. You really have to look at the entire team in a way that I find wasn't necessary before. Like, I find teams themselves have gotten much stronger or much weaker with all the offseason moves, which you don't usually see as many yeah. transitions in teams this year. The amount, yeah. of, the amount of quarterback movement to me was what I found fascinating. But that changes the entire dynamic of a team, yeah. right? Like, someone like DJ Metcalf, who would be like what, a maybe a second round pick in most fantasy drafts yeah. fell to like fifth or sixth round just because of he the didn't fact get that less talented either. Right? No, he didn't get less talented, but his quarterback did. <laughs> I think, I think we've lost Duke. Of course we have. I'll get him back. Uh, but yeah, I, that's kind of what I, I kind of noticed this time around in terms of like everything that was like different this year around than everything where it just, it felt, it felt strange going through a draft where you're looking at names and you're like, why did this guy go so high? He's not, oh, that's why. And this guy is re- still on the board. Why? And you're looking, oh, yeah, I don't want him. But the other thing is, is how that affects the fan base of the receiving players. So, like, when Denver, who last season, given how bad their quarterback play was and, and their injuries to, to their top two receivers, um, and having to play a defensive back at quarterback one point, it's impressive to see how quickly the feeling around that team changed with the acquisition of Russell Wilson. Duke, we lost you for a second. We're talking about how this NFL season, there was so many moves, uh, transactions by players who can actually sort of move the needle uh, in terms of wins and losses, like like seeing uh, Baker Mayfield go to Carolina or seeing uh, Russell Wilson go to Denver, that it really changes the feel of the season. Do we, do we not have to do I think you got me, man. I, it's whether you guys got me. That's the question. We got you. We, we got have you. you. We have but I asked you a question. And I think I I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to understand, but it's just alien, uh, alien sound on my on my end. Oh. So talk to me not again. Us. Okay. So I'll try it again. So there's been a lot of big moves in the offseason in a way that have shifted the balance of power for a lot of teams. So like Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, for example. Um, to me, it seems like this happened more so this season than in any other offseason I can remember. Let's see if we can get Duke back on board here. He's uh, We're struggling a little bit with disconnectivity. Duke, are you hearing us? Duke? Yeah, I think I hear you guys now. 
I think I think it's all these effects that you're putting on Facebook that are just fucking up your connection. Like first you're in space, now you're on a beach. I highly doubt. I highly doubt it's my connection number one, and secondly, I doubt that an effect in the background is going to change anything. It's uh yeah, I think space it's beach. your connection. It's actually where he is. So he's on space beach. Um, so one more time, lots of movement by impactful players in the off season, more so than I remember seeing. That is my thought, and that's why I think this season can be really interesting. How do you feel? Um, I feel like you only care because Tyreek Hill's on your team. Well, no, because if Tyreek Hill wasn't on your team, you wouldn't. But you're a Raiders fan, right? But you're a Raiders fan. You were kidding me about the first. This is the first year I'm actually looking at buying Madden. Like I haven't bought Madden in four years, and I keep looking at that, and I'm like, this this has to be the first year that both you and me have like some kind of hope. Some kind of hope, and I mean, maybe it's a fool's errand, but having like these kind of skilled receivers on our team is incredible. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be such a fun season. And I thought last season was going to be incredible too, because yeah. I mean, if you think about the changes from last season, like Tom Brady was with a new team. Actually, was it last season? No, season that before? was it doesn't really matter. But I, every, but every every year, I feel like we go in uh, looking at the the additions to these teams, and we just get excited because there's no there's no sport like football. But there's something different about this season. Maybe it's because I watched Hard Knocks for five for five hours straight th- today. Um, maybe it's because of Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill. Um, but man, there's just something different. Also, like Russell Wilson changing team. The first game this season is going to be the Bills and the Rams. Like it's just the whole thing just feels fresh. And yeah. I can't wait. And I'm a little. I won't lie. I'm half mass right now. Yeah. I also think there's a lot of uh, coaching changes that have also impacted the structure of a team, right? Like someone like Hunter Renfrew, for example, under a Mike Mendano system, everyone's expecting him to be like the next Wes Welker. Mike Mendano's not coaching the Raiders. Not Mike Mendano's. I'm sorry. Dennis Allen. No, <laughs> no, not Dennis Allen. The uh, other one. Is it the Saints? Who's the Raiders coach? Why is my? It's uh, it's Jeff McDaniel. Jeff McDaniel. Oh, my, yeah, not Jeff. Patriots McDaniel. Yes, Patriots McDaniel. <laughs> <Patriots laughs> it's a name? white guy's name. I can never remember. They're always named the same. They're all fucking called Jeff Dude, or he's Zach. Head or coach, how do you not know his fucking McDaniel's name? Daniel's his name. Yes, I, I don't care, name. man. Josh, Josh, to me, Josh listen, McDaniel's not Mike McDaniel. I'm sorry. I'm every sorry. single uh, Raiders head coach like has been interchangeable for the past decade. I can't remember any of their names. You guys can't talk at the same time. It doesn't work. Eagle, you guys know better. Oh. If you want me to not talk over you, maybe you should be on camera so I no, can so, see your face. So, Duke, it's it's actually not entirely his fault. He's trying to solve the internet issue and has his headset off, and he's far from his screen, so that's why. So, why is he talking for? Exactly. I'll give you. I will e-transfer you fifty dollars right now. You can't look it up. Okay. If you can tell me the name of the Bears coach. Uh, hold on. I actually looked this up. Um, it's uh, yeah. Um, sure. It's a deal. Right now, though, you have you have four seconds. Ever Everflus. Uh, full name. Uh, Todd John. <laughs> John Everflus. Fuck! If, if you take Todd and John and you mash it together, you get Matt Everflus. Oh, it's fucking Matt. Why is every single white dude named the same? It's always Zach, John, Matt, or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. there's or Jason. There's always a Jason in there. There's gotta be at least one. At least one. Um. So you watched, I, I've to this day still never seen a single episode of Hard Knocks. Um, That's a lie. That's no, a lie and I know I've it. I've never seen a single second of Hard Knocks. Really? You know, I, I will say it's it's not like the best t- television. And I, w- I will tell you, if you ever want to get into it, don't even watch like this 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 um, this season. 
with the with the Lions. I mean, it's not the best hard knocks I've ever seen. But if you watch some of the first seasons that they ever had, like those are great because you really, really get into seeing like coaches cutting players, which is always some of the bet the best TV that you watch. Like watching the emotions of a guy, of a dude getting cut by his coach, and they just kind of like washed it out because they just don't want to have that on on right now. So um, I will say though they, that there's a there's a show about um, a soccer team that's owned by Ryan Reynolds and the dude from its own yeah. Soccer. Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, and apparently they show like all the stuff, like firing the coach and looking for a new coach. Like they show the stuff that they don't include in Hard Knocks. Yeah, but because Hard Knocks is controlled by the NFL yeah. Network and by their. But by it's the kind of why I don't want to watch it because I know that what I'm watching is staged and it feels like I'm watching. <laughs> I mean, you up with say the that you watch The Last Dance. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it during a pandemic where there's nothing else on, and we'll get to. That's a good point. We'll get to that too, like like that type of docu series. We'll get we'll talk about that in a little bit as well, but. Um, um, so yeah. I have a question to you. I have a question to ask because um, there's some DraftKings data that came out, and well, we're, the, moving we're moving on from uh, from from Hard Knocks. No, no, it's related to Hard Knocks. It's related to Hard Knocks. Okay, there's some DraftKings data that uh, came out, and it talked about uh, one of the teams that has sort of been the trendiest Super Bowl picks to bet on, and it's been the Detroit Lions, and uh, another uh, and and the uh, the coach is getting the most bets for. Um, Coach of the Year is uh, Dan Campbell, right? Plus twelve hundred to win Coach of the Year. Yeah, like, or what are people seeing? Because I Dan Campbell was an ex Dolphins head coach, an interim head coach. Yeah, I know what Dan Campbell is. He's he seems to be a very nice man. He's very emotional. He, he players really like him. Play hard for him. That works for like six games. And then I after feel, that, it could get worse like, every second. I feel like a lot of this is because you didn't watch Hard Knocks, so you're not uh, you're not on the on the Campbell on the Campbell train. But it's okay. I mean, are you not in the Dan Van? So I think that's what it's all about. The Van. fact is, it's all about grit. All right, uh, you can come at me with with one ass cheek and three fingers, and I'll still beat your ass. So you sent that quote. Of, you sent that quote today. Does he realize? He's not saying he'll beat your ass with three yeah. fingers. He's there's, attacking people who's missing body parts. There's a, yeah, man, that's a there, there's a scene, there, there's a scene in, a, in episode in episode two where uh, or episode three. I, I can't remember. It's all just a haze. But he uh, they lost they lost the game because uh, their backup quarterback fumbled the ball um, and uh, one of their defensive players missed an interception, so they lost the game. So the next game, the next the next day, and and their their big team meeting at the beginning of the day. Uh, he brings out a pair of pants, like an old pair of jeans, you know. Okay. And he's like, "We gotta, we gotta clean out the trash. We gotta clean out all of our mistakes." And I don't even know how the fuck this this still uh, has anything to do with pants. But he'll open up the pants. He just like he swooshes them, and there's just fucking like LeBron dust going everywhere, all over the place. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, "There's no way." That that is normal for a pair of pants. Like he must have gone up to a trainer and said, "Put powder all over these pants, inside the pants, fold it up, so that I can give the give off this like theatrical approach, you know." Um, and now, okay, but going to what you're saying in terms of Dan Dan Campbell being coach of the year, there's no fucking way. The Lions the Lions are probably going to win maybe two games this year. Um, I just looking at the roster, I just don't see I don't see much there, man. So, out of curiosity, when you said that the LeBron dust came up, 
Yeah. That, like code for cocaine or something? Because Dan Campbell, I'd almost expect it from him. Well, he was the head coach when Forrester was fired from the Dolphins because he was in a video taking a whole bunch of coke. So that's where he got it from on his pants. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Um, um, no, but you, you know, Eags, you know, you know the, the, the LeBron. Don't look at me. I hardwired us in. That's the reference, though, right? Like when he goes up to the stands and switches, swooshes it and puts dust everywhere. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm aware of the reference. I was just maybe with Dan Campbell, you meant something else. Yeah. Oh, he. So, so like, that's the thing too, right? People are betting on them to make the Super Bowl when, for years, the issue with the Rams was Jared Goff, and then the second Goff left and was replaced by a competent quarterback, they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and and now this guy is going to lesser talent is supposed to lead him to to uh, a championship and so I don't know a ton about Harnox but I've heard and you can confirm or deny Duke that Jared Goff yeah. is not on the show much at all. Well, a little bit like they kind of sprinkle him in, him in. Um, it's not really that. That's why I'm saying if you were ever to get into Harnox and honestly, some of there's a, there's there's some great Hard Knocks episodes out there. This isn't a great season for that because you really don't get much of the players. You get a lot more of the coaching staff, and I get it because a lot of the the Lions coaching staff is uh, are, are like their, their former their former players. Like I love seeing Aaron Glenn in, in um that like Aaron Glenn is in charge of the uh, the defense. He's like a star of the show in a sense, you know. So like they're they're focusing much more on the coaching staff and less on the players, and I feel that's for a couple of reasons. I don't think the NFL is any more is is comfortable. Uh, with airing players getting cut. Um, and I also don't think that there's much personality. Like, there's a lot of Aiden Hutchinson, a little bit, but even when they show Aiden Hutchinson, like, you don't really see much personality there. Like, he's probably really busy and doesn't really want to partake in a show. So, uh, although his, he's got some hot sisters and a, and a, hot, and a hot mom. So, that's, that's, the only, that, that's all you can, I can tell you about Aiden Hutchinson right uh, now. Also, he looks, he looked great in preseason. So, yeah, they, well, of course, of course, he looks great. Look at those jeans, you know, like the mom and, and sisters. He's got to look good. Uh, he's got to show out. Um, the, the the main thing for me is exactly what you mentioned, though, Duke, is how much involved how involved the the NFL is, and like it's this the NFL the NFL's been obsessed with trying to portray this moral like holier than thou sort of thing. When yeah. I've said this on this show forever, is like don't take me to a brothel and tell me it's church, you know, like. Yeah, like, what are we expecting from this atmosphere where player players talk trash to each other constantly? It's a physical and violent sport. Like, like let them be themselves. You know, like. Well, what if you're into that shit? Into what? Into going to a brothel and thinking it's church. Like, they can be all, like nuns and everything. Or if you prefer little boys, I mean, that also works. Yeah, I, I again, I, I thought I thought we we're off the rails. I thought I thought we moved on <laughs> that topic. Um. But yeah, I just, so, it's 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 a fun it's a fun show. It's like twenty minutes long per episode. It's something you put in the background, and it gets you into the season because there's that song, dude. That 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 hard knock song. I, I've never God heard it. Damn. I don't know what the song is. I can't. Yeah, it's good. You guys are and it's like, <laughs> and then the announcer comes in. He's like, David Blau is fighting for a roster position and you're just your nips get hard and you're just thinking about it, you're like, to, like Christ. someone like with their family and everything and it's like a sob story yeah. like if i don't work this nfl job i gotta go back sounds, to working at home depot <laughs> this sounds terrible ah uh, dude you, you just don't you're not living man you know you're not I, living. I think it's the opposite i think it's that i'm living 
Um, the the Raiders season with Antonio Brown was incredible, by the way. I just gotta say, I'm sure. Well, like there, that's a really captivating character, at least because he's a, you know, not well. Um, and also, <laughs> you you missed a good season when they covered the Dolphins and everything, right? Because oh, they, they yeah, cut. that was good. I didn't want to watch Joe Philbin on a regular circumstance. I don't. That watch was the last time they cut players on TV. Ocho Cinco get arrested in real time, right? Like he got arrested. They went to the police station. Then he was in the coach's room. They cut him. He left. That was that was fun television, right there. Yeah, it was a sick season. That's what I'm saying. Like the previous seasons were amazing. This one just felt like. It was okay, but I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, it, I think it's the worst uh, hard knock season that they, they've made so far. I, I but like also, every like, season someone yeah. says that, though. Dude, you know what they should be doing? They should be driving yeah. more NFL players to abuse their spouses for views on hard knocks. Jeez. Wow. Oh, wait, that's already happening wow. without the encouragement. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Just do a Deshaun Watson hard knocks at that point. Next season uh, on hard knocks, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Weren't they on it recently? Wasn't that a thing? Uh, years <laughs> ago, think oh, okay. when they had Baker Mayfield, yeah. so it was like f- at least five years ago, if not more. Well, they had it's probably when they had OBJ. Yeah. yeah. The um, I want to shifting gears a little bit. I want to talk a little bit uh, as the U.S. Open is is drawing to a close. I f- I always forget how long this tournament is. By the way, it seems to be the longest tennis, tennis tournament of them all. Well, it's because they have like twenty rounds to go through, and they only play on weekends, type of thing. Yeah. Or it well, feels like that way Thursday to yeah Sunday, but um. This weekend, Serena Williams uh, lost, and it might be the last time we see her at the U.S. Open. Um, it was she's forty-one years old. I, I want to point out something. I, I I read something about her career uh, that I want to share. Uh, the season, the season that take that uh, happens during the last dance, the nineteen ninety-seven Bull season or ninety-eight Bull season, whatever season that was. Um, Serena Williams was already a pro, uh, pro tennis player for one year at that point. And she is, 1987? Yes. She's been playing professional tennis that long. It's, Holy shit. We always talk about um, sort of passing the torch and who's going to be the next great one. But the thing is, if someone is truly that great, you're not going to replace a Serena Williams. You're not going to replace a Tom Brady. You're not going to replace a Michael Phelps. You're not gonna, it, it's hard to get someone who has that level of dominance for that long. Holy shit! I just see here she won a Grand Slam Cup in 1999. Yeah, I was. In I high did school. not realize that she's I was that, in that she's that high old. school. I was in grade four. <laughs> Jesus Christ! My wife was four years old. Oh, she won. No, even better. She won Wimbledon and the U.S. Open in 1998. What? Sorry. She won Wimbledon and the U.S. Open in 1998. Yeah, that's. I'm telling you, that goes back to the season featured in the last dance. Crazy. That's insanity. Um, the, the um, yeah. So so I, I want to talk about this from one specific angle though. Um, when when we because I keep seeing this on all over Twitter and stuff like, oh she hung on too long and it's sad to see Serena go this way. Like, but what way do you want her to go? If she leaves on top, we say like, oh I can't believe she retired so early, and um, selfishly we want to see these these athletes continue, and then in the end. Most players hang on too long. Like I remember what Michael Jordan looked like in a Washington Bullets slash Wizards jersey. It wasn't great, you know, but at least you got to watch Mike a little bit longer. I know? think everyone's hoping for like a Yammer Jagger type of thing where it's like, is there another type of tennis you can play in to completely dominate and bang supermodels and the whole thing? Or is that well, um, exist in tennis? I, 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 will lie. I will lie. I'm kind of seeing that now with, with uh, Sidney Crosby. I mean, he's my favorite athlete in the whole universe. I, I love the guy. He's giving me a lot of moments of joy. 
And in the past few seasons, I'm starting to see, I'm not saying that he's ready to hang it up and I don't think he will anytime soon, but there, there was a moment this season where I was watching him play and I'm thinking, I'm like, at some point, like you, you kind of want to leave on, on a high note. Like you don't want to be stuck in a situation where, I don't know, you're, you, you're on the bench. You're not, you're not playing like as much as you did before. Your team's not winning like they used to. Like, uh, I'm really like when I was watching Serena and when I'm watching like other like players, like especially like for example, Peyton Manning is a perfect example of, mm-hmm. and and he won a Super Bowl, but at his worst, you know. Uh, or even like, like I just I, I, I fear I fear for Sidney Crosby uh, a lot. Last when I think week about before the, the last week before the show, some Instagram reel came up uh, showing Ben Roethlisberger against the Packers, like in a in a playoff game or or sorry in the Super Bowl, and um. I was like, my God, Ben Roethlisberger used to throw, used to be able to throw the ball through a brick wall, and his arm yeah. failed him at the end. And and you know what? The 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 one thing I'll give humanity, uh, the one positive thing I'll say about us, is we do, we actually don't remember the 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 Jordan Wizards, uh, Jordan Wizards. Not at all. We, Not we, at all. We remember them at their prime, and and we're going to remember Serena Williams on top. We're going to remember. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is having this, this big, uh, ridiculous arm. We already remember Peyton Manning as one of the greatest quarterbacks, and we don't remember him throwing an interception into a dude's chest in that in that, I, the Super Bowl. I will say, I will say though that the only the only athlete that I can say uh, that that's contrary to what you're saying is Brett Favre. I will never get the stink of Brett Favre in a in a Vikings jersey, and a lot of that is because he went to the rival of the Packers. Yeah. And I still have that terrible interception interception to to end his his playoff chance with the um with with the Vikings is a horrible interception in that ugly jersey, like uh, I just I haven't I haven't got that out of my mind. But you're right. And there was also the time. Remember. There was also the time we all saw his penis when he was with the Jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it looked like chalk. It was a chalky color to it. I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah. We- weirder, weirder, uh, uh, dick pick. Uh, Draymond Green or Brett Favre? Uh, I would say Justin Verlander, but uh, sure. Verlander uh, too. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, <laughs> never thought I'd think about that again. I'm gonna have nightmares tonight, man. I'm sorry. It's, it's a tough topic, but I'm glad we're covering it. Um, speaking of dicks, Tim yes. Donaghy had a series cover him on Netflix. Um, the series is called Untold. They did a great job covering the Malice in the Palace. I, I, and I, and Matateo, no? Did they do Matateo? They did, and we talked about it on the show. With I talked about it with Alex, uh, the intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last episode on the Matateo one, there was something weird about it, and it, it, the story started to bother me a little bit. So, in the Matateo one, he's catfished by uh, someone who's transitioned and is is now a woman. Um, yeah, and. They're kind of trying to make her a sympathetic character because of how hard it was to go through what she was going through. And yes, absolutely. Like, I'm sure it's absolutely difficult. But a lot of people transition and don't victimize other people along the way. You can be a victim in one way, but also hurt somebody else uh, along the path. And so um, that's when I start to feel like maybe the narratives they're spinning aren't as down the middle as you'd like them to be. And we talked about The Last Dance and how like Michael Jordan controlled sort of that whole narrative. This is Tim Donaghy, noted liar, spewing a bunch of lies that I know to be lies because I took a lot of interest in the case when it happened. I read a, a ton about it. And um, there's so many things in this docuseries that were either, uh, as a matter of public record, disproven, um, where he straight up lied, or, or just implications that are made with no explanation. 
Yeah, I, I would never trust anything that Donahue has to say. Like, I, I've always seen him as a despicable human. Um, I have zero respect for him. And when you told me that there's that there's um you know that there's a docu series about him, like I don't know the whole the whole fucking thing feels so greasy to me. Like the thing with Matt Teo has always interested me, and I, I do got to catch up on it. There's a lot to watch these days, but like I've always wanted to know like about Matt Teo's relationship with uh, with Le, with Lene Kakua. And um, and and obviously that the whole the whole idea of redemption and how the media portrayed him. There's a lot of things there. But when I think about like making a docu series about 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 Donahue, I just don't see what I'm gonna get out of it. I'm not gonna like the guy. I'm not gonna have sympathy for him. Yeah, I'm, you know I feel like it's gonna play into the public's into the public's idea that the NBA is rigged, which is something well, that we can't escape. Anytime there's a bad call, everyone always says. The NBA is rigged. The NBA is rigged. You know. So he, he he says he says he didn't fix games. That he just used his inside information. Sure, 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 sure. So I wouldn't really believe that. But here's the thing: his his picks on his own games were like thirty-seven and ten. Yeah. And his picks for the other games that he didn't ref that he just used his inside information. Those picks were so bad that the people that that he was giving the information to was like, no, no, don't worry about it, Tim. Just give us your games. Just give us your yeah. game. And um, but there's other stuff too. Like there's two guys in this movie, uh, sorry, in the series that um, they were they were just Italian guys who knew Tim Donaghy from high school. Goddamn fucking Italians. But, Why do they give us such a bad name? They, they, keep, they keep hinting at the fact that these guys are mobsters. <laughs> but it's been reported they were not mobsters. And the one guy that was kind of a link to the mob who wasn't even directly related to Donaghy but was... Um, he was getting the picks through a guy that Donahue actually had a partnership with. This guy was not even talked about in the entire in the entire in the entire show. Um, at one point they ask uh they ask one of his uh, cronies like, "Hey, you know what happened at the meeting at the hotel?" And he asks to stop the filming, but then they never go and explain like why he asked to stop the film. Like, there's no context for it. It was just, I, I just it gave me the creeps. The whole series is like, oh man, this is just. A bunch of liars just spinning their tail, and but I don't understand the point of making this documentary. I don't, I don't, well, the, I don't see who this interests. So it's supposed to tell the untold story, right? But Donnie's already written his own book. You could, yeah, that's the thing. That's what I don't understand. Like he, he's, he's, he's been super. He's one of the most public. Uh, he's one of the most public people when it comes to talking about like uh, about about scamming the game, betting against betting while you're working like uh, like on uh, during these basketball games. Like there's, I don't, I don't understand the point of of having a docu series about it. I understood, I understand the Manti Teo story. I understand why I would want to re- hear about what it because palace, that happened and it disappeared from the yeah. from, from the from from the from the public perspective. Like, but Donahue, I mean, there's so many. Books about it that I just don't get the, per- well, there, the point. There's of it. sort of like one um, authoritative book, which right now the name escapes me. Um, the main book that was written about the Donaghy scandal that, that absolutely interviewed everyone. Um, it um, what's it called? So he he um, he, um, he was interviewed separately, and they said, "Also, oh, were you involved with the untold uh, with, with the untold uh, series about the Tim Donaghy story?" and he said, well, they called me and I asked them if they read my book and they said no. And they, they weren't even going to use him. They were just going to use him for background info for the show. It's like, oh, well, you're just going to tell Donaghy's story then. Like, you know, and what do you Yeah, what he you're said, not going to take into any other perspective too. And, and, that's it, that, and that's the story they actually portrayed. It, it, was, 
it was wild to hear the interview before the show came on. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, no, this is bad. Like, this is this is not any form of journalism. It's 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 pretty rough. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I Anyway, I, I know we want to move on from it, but I, I just I have nothing more to say about Donahue. He's one of the most despicable people in human history. And I just I can't believe that. I can't believe that we're still raking this this ground. I, yeah. I, there's nothing left to be said about him. Like, I, I don't understand why we need to hide, hear his perspective anyway. He's he's put it out there. And I, he's admitted he, to being to being crooked. Like, well, he did. What else do you want to hear? He admitted to betting on games, not fixing games, even though he bet on the games he refed. Well, that's the thing. Like, you can't tell me that you didn't fix a game. Yeah, you know, you're betting on, your on the games, yeah. so you know your 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 uh, your officiating is t- is tainted at that point. He did try and throw Scott Foster under the bus constantly, which was pretty. Funny. Well, Scott Foster's horrible, and he just picked the worst of the that. Who's had like high profile meltdowns and like yeah, it's it's clearly Scott Foster. He, he was good betting. Chris, um, Chris Paul, Chris Paul's out here looking, reading that, watching that documentary, and he's like, see. I told you that. I told you it's fixed. Eags, <laughs> yeah. um, it's time for Hot Sauce Bets. Who knew, do you want to explain the segment to the audience? Uh, so here we go. with this complicated rules. Let's go. It's not complicated. It's Oh, it's complicated with you. No, we're going to we're gonna bet on a game. And okay. since we record this on Thursdays, we're going to be able to pick exactly what the game it is every time. So we don't have to like randomly pick one. Like, no, it's the Thursday night football yeah. game. Uh, whoever is the better... And, and just to jump in for a second, Eagle, and the people listening to this will already know the result of the game when they're listening, so they'll, yeah. they'll get to see just how stupid we are in breaking yeah. down football games and how little we actually know. So exactly. this week, and probably all future weeks, but we'll see how it goes and everything, we're going to use the spread uh, for the game to be part of it. Oh, so we lost. have to go ahead and pick it. So. Uh, Duke, do you know how spread works, or do I have to re-explain it to you? <laughs> you um, yeah, just for fun, re-explain it. The team that wins has to win by the amount of points in the spread. If they win by less points than that, they you lose the bet. So in this case, just to give you an example, the spread for tonight's game is Bills 2.5, which means that if the Bills win by less than a field goal then if you had picked Bills for the bet, you lose the bet. Yeah, Kuma. So right. the Bills need to win by two and a half points if you choose the Bills. Now there you so go. What, what is you the see, car- see is you, the know the way, you hear the way Peace explains rules. Yeah. It's perfect. He says it in three words. Eeks, every time I explain rules, you say it in 30 words. And okay, that's so where out you of curiosity, you repeat it back to me. How does spread work? <laughs> It's uh, you know, it, it's how it goes. There's a spread on the table. You choose the best side and you go with it. What you gotta do is you gotta do the thing from the office leagues where Michael Scott's like, explain to me like I'm ten, and then after Oscar explains, he's like, explain to me like I'm five. Five. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and what are the what are the consequences to this bet? What are we betting? So, first thing we're gonna do is whoever picks the losing team or basically gets the uh, the bet wrong, uh, we'll have to do an Instagram story tomorrow morning explaining why the team they picked sucked. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, why their team sucked and to justify their pick even though their team lost. So, like, yeah, you know, like they should have won, that type of stuff, and basically kind of justify it. And yeah. at certain points in the season, of which we will determine later on, we will have spicy punishments to go along with losing bets. We might just accumulate records at a certain point, and whoever has the worst record by that point, I don't know, four games in, five games So what games you're saying way, is, I gave you a day to figure this out, and you did nothing. No, no, we figured it out. Nothing. We figured it out. Did nothing. We we're exactly where we were this morning. 
Anyway, anyway. And, and how are we determining who gets to choose first? Well, I was going to go with the most polite guest on the show at this point, and clearly it's not you. So we're going to go with Duke, who gets to pick his team. Such a dick. Game spreads, baby. So we have Bills playing the Rams, and the spread is Bills at minus two and a half, Duke. Um, sorry, can you repeat that? I was putting a pumpkin on my face. Bills versus Rams. The spread is Bills at minus two and a half. So, please explain to me in uh, like I'm five. Okay, so if you choose the Bills, they have to win by two and a half. Um, if you choose the Rams, you win if they win, or if you win, you win if they lose by less than two and a half points. I'm choosing Bills. 2.5, baby. All right, and why do you think the Bills are going to win this game by more than two and a half? Um, I'm going to say it's a hunch, but it's more of a gut feeling. Mm, hunch gut. But I'm going to say it's a hunch. I like it. I like it. That's the kind of football coverage you'll only get here on Not Sauce Sports. <laughs> so, Pease, I'll give you a, a counter opportunity here. Uh, the Rams, uh, they don't have Aaron Darnold going into this week. Last time I checked, I think he's still injured. Does, does their defense suffer this year? Is their offense going to be as potent? Like, what's the what's your what's your thoughts on this game? Like Aaron Donald, maybe if you weren't fighting guys with machetes in the offseason as part of your training, you'd probably be healthy to come to, to, to start this game. But either way, look, Jalen Ramsey's still on the field. The, the defense, I expect to be solid no matter what. Um, it, it's not about a singular player on defense. And I've never seen the amount of disrespect <laughs> Maybe this is the amount of disrespect as Duke turns his face into a frog. But the, the amount of disrespect going to a Super Bowl champion to be a home underdog in the season opener is the easiest bet I ever made. Give me the Rams. Ben Skoranek, baby. He's putting up TD today. Oh, get out of here. You're crazy. You're talking about a fourth-string a fourth string, uh, wide receiver. Third-string. Van Jefferson's hurt. Oh, okay. Well, you're not crazy anymore. And look, all I know about Ben Skoranek is up to now, he might be the cure for COVID because he hasn't caught anything. But... <laughs> Yes, yeah. this, this might be the game. This is the game. Do you think every time Skoranek catches a touchdown, Bill Belichick, he clenches his fist. He's like, no! <laughs> I could, I could I another, him. <laughs> another white wide receiver. Yeah. Instead, I went with a fullback. <laughs> All right, so that's going to bring us to our rapid-fire topics for this week. We have about six of them to go through. Uh, the first one is a little bit upsetting if you're a Montreal fan. Uh, we're calling it a price to pay. The Montreal Canadiens, uh, it's been reported that they are placing goaltender Carey Price on long-term injury reserve, which will ostensibly end his 2022-2023 season. This may be the end of his career, potentially, if he doesn't come back. On the good news side of it, they managed to use that money to extend a bunch of contracts, so... I guess it was part of the plan. Like they must have known ahead of time. We talked about this when they uh, they made the trades and signed a bunch of people. So a little bit unfortunate in that we're going into another season without our starting and number one goaltender, which will definitely hurt our chances of making it to the Stanley Cup Finals again. Thoughts? Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always wondered if if it's um, if a lot of this has to do with the city that he lives in, like. I, I do think that, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of reasons why he's gone, and I, I know that he's dealing with a lot of mental health issues and stuff, but, I mean, it can't be, it can't be easy playing in Montreal when you're, you're constantly scrutinized. You make it to the Stanley Cup, and then you're, you're, you're always second-guessed. Like, I always wonder He was the, reason. He was the Price reason we got there. He was the reason we got there. Yeah, and, and I always wonder what Carey Price's life and what his, what his well-being would be like if he played in a different city, even in Canada, if he played in Calgary, if he played in Winnipeg. Like, 
I, I do blame the Montreal media a lot for for a lot of what's happening with them. I think that that we have never respected our top uh, our our top players. We have always shit on them when they're at their lowest, and um, this is the reason why the Canadians will not win a Stanley Cup. I think in a net for the next 20 years. We just a lot of players don't want to play with us. They want to play for us. Um, it's a tough media market, um, and it's it's also like it's a tough media market. Like I, I get it. The New York Yankees, for example, that's a tough media market, but you're living in New York. You're not living in Montreal. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, 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 do, I do think that the best move would be for them, and he's probably going to retire, but if, he, if he's healthy enough to play and if they could trade him, I'd love to see him on another team because this city doesn't they – don't, they don't respect him and they don't deserve him. So a um, couple things here. First of all, I don't think retirement's in the books because they still owe him a lot of money. I think this is a sweetheart deal where they figured out something where he kind of wants to retire, but he wants to get his money, uh, which is owed to him, by the way, because he signed that contract. Yeah. So, um, and it's all up front. Eh? It's not like salary. It's literally a like bonus on a certain day. He just gets a gigantic check and then do what you want with it. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, what? and he's deserved it because of all the things you said, Duke, about the things he's had to go through. Uh, I. It's tough whenever you're in a market like Montreal with its history and also you're supposed to be the, the sort of second coming of, in the, my opinion, the greatest goaltender I've ever seen playing, Patrick Roy. And like, which, yeah, they also, which they also shot on and he also ran out of the city, right? And, and the thing is, like, but like when people say, like, oh, but you know, he, he's not Patrick Roy. Yeah, I know. There's only one. You're not going to replace that ever again. Yeah. So just enjoy the next best thing that you have who's been absolutely great. And, and you know, that's just, uh, it's just to me saddening to see the, the, the career wind down the, this it's, way. And I, I, hope in the end, yeah. I hope in the end he, he is happy with his time here. It's, uh, it's an irrelevant franchise. It's going to be relevant for a long time. And We're all of the past world. All of their all of their previous all of their previous glories don't matter anymore. So I just hope everybody everybody can understand that they they're going to watch one of the greatest goalies of all time retire on their watch because they didn't treat him with respect and we wasted his career. Yep. All right. Next, the knee bones connected to the something. Uh, Saints quarterback Jameis Winston was truly amazed by the human body as we get to watch in this particular clip. I need to work my ankles. Uh, and you, you got certain things that are, we're, we're all like it's our body is so symmetrical, right? You got you got your wrists, you know, and then you, what are your wrists on the bottom half? Your ankles, you know, you got your shoulders up top. What are your shoulders? Your hips, you know what I'm saying? You got your elbows. What are your elbows? Your knees, right? Like so, uh, it's symmetrical. And you uh, I don't hear it, I don't know if you're playing it low or something. You're not supposed to hear it. No. Oh, okay. We can't do that on Messenger. But yeah, oh, that's okay. the... Uh, that's that. So do you know the quote, Duke? Yeah, I watched it this morning. It's awesome. So, yeah, so essentially, uh, <laughs> I love where he's like, and what are your shoulders? The, on your lower <laughs> half, do your hips. I, I've, never, I've never thought of my shoulder hips before, but as I'm getting older, I feel, uh, I feel, I feel that. I feel that every, day, every morning when I wake up, my shoulder hips are kind of sore. Maybe that's Jameis Winston coming to terms with his age. I love Jameis, man. I hope he never changes. He... Despite the fact he'll never live up to this draft capital, he's been one of the most entertaining players to watch on and off the field. He's the best. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. I ran this quote by my brother, who's a medical doctor, and he said he should be a tenured professor. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Would it? But like, not only, not only because he's absolutely right about how the human body works, but how 
How excited would you be to go to class if that's how, if that's how your professor started his class? I, his I really want to go into the lesson where you learn about hands because he clearly understands how fingers work and which ones to suck on first. Yeah, to get sure the tastiest of the fingers. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, next. Fist I, I got nothing to say there, man. It appears as though combat sports is now one of the more common ways for people to stay in shape, including the robots of all robots. Yeah, this is this is horrifying. Even the way he, even the way he does something as natural as fighting looks just so robotic. And you know that this dude, this dude that he's fighting against, right? Like I know he's an MMA fighter, but you know that he can't physically put up a fight. Yeah, like look at this right here. The dude just tumbles with no with with no problem whatsoever. And he's like, if I hurt Mark Zuckerberg, I'm gonna be sued for every penny that I own. Yeah, um just watching this film, the audio audience of course can't see it, but um he looks he moves mo the most robotic I've ever seen. We just saw him throw a couple punches. You know, you're talking about Duke, how he wouldn't stand a chance against an MMA fighter, but he is an actual robot. What chances an MMA fighter have against Robocop? I mean, I was, yeah. was going to say, so true. I, 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 think, so I think, Duke, Mark Zuckerberg would kick your ass in a fight. Like, this is I definitely going to happen. I think so. Um, for sure. Uh, but, you know, my, my self-defense is... Um, it's really just grabbing anything and just uh, biting at it. I'd pull a Mike Tyson. But that being said, um, I don't know why Mark Zuckerberg has to try and act cool. Like we, we know it. Like you're you're crazy. You're you're a robot. Um, I I don't know why you have to put out videos like your barbecue video where you I talk about uh, sweet baby Ray's. Like just just live your life and be rich, man. Like we don't need to know about all the weird stuff you're trying to do. I I, I think it's he's trying to connect with people because like. He saw Bezos getting criticized for putting up pics of his uh, his yacht on Instagram, and he's like, "No, I'm <laughs> going to show that I am one of the people." So what I'll do is, I'll do a video of fighting while on my yacht, so people think I'm a normal dude. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I agree with you, man. He's he's trying to win up all the other all the other mega billionaires. All right, next, want to be like Mike. Larsa Pippen was seen out with what seems to be a double date with no, Marcus it's not, it's not, Jordan. It's not. It's not. It's not a double date. He. They've already. They've already. Uh, they've already announced that it's not. It's not a date. But this is. Is this like the untold stories? Like, do you believe? No, the it's just an old story. Is this, but is this, this? Is this the last dance where like it's being controlled by the Jordans and they don't let out the true story? I get it. I get it. And I just, I feel like if you're someone like Larissa, you don't have to get the benefit of the doubt because you've been around with pretty much every NBA basketball player. But, but it's also like none of our business, it, right? Like, as no, a public, it's none of our business. You know, and I, I don't know. And I, I saw that. I, it just felt it was so greasy. It's like they're friends. Like, you know, she's allowed to go and have lunch with a friend. Like, I don't know. Like, let's say, let's say you, you go to, let's say you're someone that's famous, right? You go out to lunch with your accountant or your lawyer or somebody that's female. Like, then the TMZ picks it up and they say that, oh, look at him. He's got a new girlfriend. Like, nah, like what? Because it's of the different sex that, yeah, you know, like, that like, we're, look, we're banging? Like, no, like that's that's not okay. And the age thing, like that's that's just what happens sometimes. You know, like Absolutely. imagine, Duke, imagine you're out on a date with a girl who just turned 26 and you look <laughs> over and there's a beautiful 22-year-old and you're Leonardo DiCaprio. You leave the 26-year-old, go to the 22-year-old <laughs> and that's just how you do it sometimes. Exactly, man. Age is just a number, whether you're Leo DiCaprio or Marissa Pippen. It's just, I just feel like this type of uh, media and I don't even want to call it news, but like tabloid headlines, like it's so, well, so it's disgusting. TMZ. 
TMZ's attack. I know, but it's just it's so it's so nasty. Like, why does anyone give a shit? I don't I don't understand. Who cares? You know. Anyway, I mean, I'm also grandpa, so what do I know? You are true. All right, next the great debate. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel's, not Josh McDaniel's, yeah. Josh, not Jeff. Josh. on the juxtaposition uh, between his record and that of head coach of the Patriots, Bill Belichick, saying, can there be a larger disparity in career win-loss total? No. It would be a bigger deal, I think, if Coach Belichick and I were on the field, maybe doing like an Oklahoma drill, but I don't foresee that happening. I'm all in. I'm all in on Mike McDaniel, man. Yeah. I love this dude's quotes. Um, he keeps talking about how, like, they keep saying, like, you know, what impact are you going to have? And he's like, I'm just a coach. I'm not on the field. Like, <laughs> talk to me about players. Like, I like that. I like that he, he doesn't seem to have this giant ego that you would expect, like, the the uh, the super, um, the super like, cocky coaches that come to the league and, and, uh, and how they react. I, I like it. He just seems to be like a normal dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I also look at this, this upcoming matchup. And I know that, like, I, I'm, in my survival pool, I'm choosing the Dolphins strictly because of Mike McDaniel. 100%. Like, I, 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 I never, I never would see the day that I would have chosen the Dolphins uh, week one against the Patriots in my survival pool. But I don't know, man. He brings a kind of vibe to the team that I like. You know? Yeah. He, uh, he does seem laid back. I also, um, Mike McDaniel said that um, he was only going to take interviews in uh, states where. Marijuana was either um, medicinally allowed or recreationally allowed and took the job with the Dolphins, which is interesting to say as a potential head coach in the NFL, like, yeah, I'm only going where I can smoke weed. And like, that's a quote by somebody who's thought about this while high, right? He's like, yeah, you know what? But like, yo, yeah, we have very different records, but like maybe if we had an Oklahoma drill or something, that would be, that would mean something. Hey, but is that, is that true though? though? I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those, like those fake stories though. Did hey. we really... He chose the Dolphins. I feel like he, he, like he, he wasn't given that many opportunities. And he wasn't. He was He was essentially only interviewed by the Dolphins. But one of the reasons he wasn't interviewed more was because because that quote got out. Allegedly. Allegedly. But yeah, also, I, yeah, I get but that. also, who cares? The guy clearly likes Queen. It's okay. Look at the shit he's saying. It's awesome. Um, Definitely. You know, why is it okay for Bill Belichick to have a glass of scotch after a game and Mike McDaniel not to smoke a joint? I can't even imagine Belichick doing anything that's fun, like even I, drinking scotch. Like I can't. Like I'd kill to see him high. I would love to see Bill Belichick smoke a joint. Can you imagine Belichick like doing anything fun? Like just, I mean, his idea of fun is getting laid. <laughs> apparently, apparently though, uh, people who know him like outside of the locker room say he's actually a really fun guy. I like, believe like Kawhi Leonard. Sure, sure, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they. I'm sure they do say that. And our last topic for today. You've yeah. got to be shitting me. The internet has erupted with this tour of a $2 million house in Toronto. Ooh, I love this. I've been waiting for you guys crazy. to bring this up. Let's do it. Show this me. Is hey, of course it's Toronto, right? $5 million. First of all, whoever hangs their fucking bike in your kitchen, you're a loser and you're just showing off. Secondly, the, wind, the mirrors are intense for nothing. That's a hell of a small living room. Like my living room's bigger. So what else? Oh, here more stairs, amazing. Tiny patio for two million. Love it. And let's not talk about the staircase going up that had no guardrails. Um, 
of course, TV with bad wiring. Two million. They can't even. And a toilet bowl in the bedroom. We yeah, go back, go back to that. Pause, pause on the, pause on the TV. Go back and pause on the TV. It's just like a little bit backwards. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. If I'm paying two mil on a fucking house, hide your goddamn wires, huh? Also, <laughs> there's no leg space. How am I supposed to get out of the bed? Like, let's say I wake up early. Like, let's say I wake up at like six a.m. My wife wakes up at eight. I gotta hop over her to get out of bed. So I gotta jump out the window. So first thing is, and I know we referenced the office. Look at tiny. <laughs> we referenced the office, the office more than any other sports podcast, I'm sure. But that's Michael Scott's TV. Uh, that's Michael Scott's uh, TV in the uh, in the episode where he has that fight with uh, with his ex girlfriend, right? Like that's the yeah, super small plasma he's super proud of. The, the thing is, I actually know this area. Uh, it's an area called the Beaches in Toronto. All, my my wife used to live there. All the houses look like this. It's super narrow. Not all of them have the toilet bowl in the bathroom in, in in the bedroom. The first thing I thought of was like, let's say you go. Oh, out there's of- a fucking! I just saw that. There's a shower in the bathroom. No. Yeah. So no. apparently, no. the owner, no, no, because no. he lives alone, no. was well, he was supposed to put a separating wall to like break up the bathroom area from the bedroom. But because he lived alone, he's like, ah, eh, fuck it, I'm just gonna leave it, and never did it. Are you fucking serious? But so, but so let's say let's say you bring someone home. And you yeah. took you took a bit of a risk with your meal choice. Maybe you had some yeah. tacos, and like you know things are about to get off, and you're like, "Well, one second, let me let me get more comfortable. Maybe try and sneak a quick dumpski before things get hot and heavy." Yeah, Boom, yeah, yeah, right yeah, there yeah, in the yeah. bedroom. I mean, I'm more interested in terms of like your friends come over and like, "Hey, can I take a shit?" Like, yeah, it's in my bedroom. What? What? I, yeah. Oh no, it's okay. I'll leave and never talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. But but, no, but, it's, but there's, there's a couple of things to bring up here. So the, so the shower is also in the bedroom and the and the toilet's in the bedroom, right? So I would imagine that the ventilation is shitty because it's 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 in your bedroom. So there's probably bad ventilation. So first of all, you shower, everything is is super humid, and if anyone takes a stinky a stinky ass dump in your in your bedroom, like you're gonna smell it all night. So I actually have a confession to make. Duke, Uh-oh. you and I know somebody who has a uh, washroom in their bedroom with no separating wall. The difference is, it's not in Toronto. It's on a farm in Hawkesbury, and the bedroom is the size of my entire house. Um, yeah. So that's the main difference. It's it's also like a house, like a super old house. It's the way they were built back in the day. Uh, not this super modern, renovated uh, place in Toronto. But that's what you get for $2 million in Toronto. That's, that's just what the market is. Um, Duke, thanks for joining me on the show today. Yeah, dude. Uh, next week in person, yeah? In person, please, because I'm done with this internet bullshit. I can't, um, I can't, I can't. Eagle, thank you for all the production work you've done today. I also want to thank everyone who has liked, who has subscribed, who has watched, who has rated, who has reviewed, who has followed us home, who has uh, taken Eagle's advice on uh, fashion and or gambling. I want to thank Eagle for getting me uh, coffee to start the show. But most of all, I want to thank you all for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Cool. Can I talk? Sure. I mean, you can talk if you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys see the video I sent you? Is like, is like the opposite. Like, it's gigantic complex. Nah. Nah, I'll send it. I'll send it back again. It's the opposite of this. It's also, it's also like one of these multi-million-dollar mansions, and it's just the dude has to take a Segway to get through the whole house. That's how big it is. And I, and I was going to say, that sounds bedroom. more annoying. But which bedroom does he shit in, Duke? That's true. That's very true. Um, question, have you guys ever taken a dump on an airplane? Yeah, all the time. Every, every flight. Yeah, I do. 
And I do it just to get a roof and a mask. Like, I honestly go multiple times just to not wear a mask. Oh, that, I did that one time where, like, it was, I, I feel like a shitty person, but um, I was tired of wearing it for, like, four straight hours, and I was like, yeah. I'm just going to go hang out in the bathroom for ten minutes. I just yeah, I it, it sucks on my butt. They can't stop you. Yeah, it, it does feel nice in the hole. 